0: here we go. We're about nine, ten lines on the top of Dafkof Amaraf. We're up to Omar Lay Abayi. We have a middle machika Abayi and Rava and how to understand the Machlekas Saballah and the Chachamim of the Mishnah concerning Big Mats and Small mats. Now just keep in mind, Saif call Saif. at end of at the end of the day, at the end of our sugya, this is this Gemara is really gonna be the primary practical discussion about schachmats, Okay? if I may, is, is a plain mat naturally going to be kosher schach or not? There's other parts to this conversation. There's other dynamics, by the way, of, of mats. I don't know if you recall, but originally Rabbi First, right, uh, and the CRC, they were allowing uh, mats from Home Depot. It was a few years ago. And then they kind of changed it, abyssal, right? You should buy a mat with a Heksher, right? So, the, the Really, the main sugya is this sugya. What do you do with a mat that's not meant for reclining? It's not meant, meant as a vessel, and it's a large mat. It's tamazoi. Can I just now intend to use it as schach or not? Okay? That's really, um, you know, that's really going to be the main thrust. But just keep in mind, there's going to be an additional point to the kashras of our schach mats. And that is... How important is the material that holds the the mats together? So there is another part of the conversation that's not our sugya. Our sugya is the main sugya of mats. Okay, what it you know uh, you know whether it needs proper das. There are other parts about what will determine whether it's a kosher mat um, because of the chashivas, the importance of the material that holds the wood together. If that uh, if the material together is an issue, uh, is material that brings an issue to the table, and it's obviously chashuv, you can't say it's bottle to the slats because it's, it's meant there to hold it together and it's, it's given uh, a you can't say it's, it's tuffel, it's secondary, it's bottle, you can't say that. So, you know, that, that's another part to it, which I believe is why ultimately, um, you know, some of the original math numbers that of buying from Home Depot that they said was okay, they, you know, they said that it's no longer recommended. I believe it has to do with that part of it. It doesn't mean that they became Puzzle or whatever, but, I, you know, I, I think there, there was uh, an additional uh, element to, uh, to, you know, to um, Stam Plain Mat, which has really been our conversation on Nomad base yesterday, and we're continuing on on that today as well. Okay, be it as it may. We had a machloka in roba, okay, and... According to Ravah's explanation of the machlokas, Rabbi Yezir in our Mishnah holds that large mats and small mats have the same halach. There's no difference between big and small. So that was Ravah's opinion. Rabbi says to Ravah, If it's true that large mats have the same issue as small mats, small mats should be a bigger problem because they're generally used for laying down on. Large mats are not. If it's true that big and small are the same, Rebbe Lezer says, Whether it's a small one or a big one, it should really say, Rebbe Lezer should really say, Because his main idea is coming through the G'dayla. Let's finish the kash, and then we'll, we'll dwell on this. And furthermore, says, I'll ask you, how you can say that Rebbe Lezer is going to be makled by small and big? Key <speaking in Hebrew> pligi. When is there a machloikusin the, ch- the chachomim slash Tanakama? And Rebbe Liazor begedaylu who the pligi? They're arguing by gedaylu Rebbe Liazor lachomra. And over there Rebbe Lezer is make is, is machmir. The Tanak we learned in the brisa la hakamim. When you have a mat of reeds, okay. So now how big is this mat? Big gedayla. If it's a large mat, misachimba. You're allowed to use it as chach. That's the Tanakama, Rebbe Misachimba. As long as if, if it's not makabel tuma, which seems to be applying to these large mats, misachimba, you're allowed to you uh, you're, you're allowed to use it as chach. Okay, so you see that not like you, Rub, according to you, Rebbe is going to be makel on the smaller mats by saying, "Oh, small and large always have the same Allah. but we find in a that Rebbe is the, takes the more machmir approach, takes the more strict approach, and says that the stomach, a plain mat, is going, even a big one, where uh, is not going to be allowed to use. Okay. El Omer of Papa. So rather, Papa says like this. Let me, he says to Papa, I'm going to come along and re-explain our whole mission. Okay? Now, Let's, let's remind ourselves what the halacha of the Mishnah was. So just turn back one Amud to Yud Tes Amud base, so we can see this again inside, okay? Where the Mishnah, we had two Mishnahis, the second Mishnah, right smack dab in the middle of Yud Tes Amud Base. The Mishnah said that a large mat made for lying down on cannot be used as Chach. A large mat not made for lying down on may be used as Chach. Rebbe says, whether it's big or small, if it's made for lying down on, it's makabotoma, and you cannot use it. If it's not made for lying down on, then, um, then uh, you may use it for Shach, and it's not makabotoma. Okay, so the Tanakama says, by a large one, the Halacha is, it depends, but a small one never could be used. Eliezer is saying that big or small, it just depends what your das was. Okay, that was the mission. Says Papa, let me explain this mach here. Here we go. Papa. rather Papa says, Bikatan, when you have a small mat. Everybody agrees that no matter what your intention is, not no matter what your intention is, unless you intended for something specifically different, you cannot use a small mat. I I didn't intend to lie down on, so what? Unless you intended it to be l'shem schach, no good. A small mat, by default, is made to lie down. Keep leaky. So where is there a machlekas? The gedail. Machlaikas, tanakama, and Rebbe By a large mat. Tanakama, sovar. The tanakama is of the opinion. Stam gedailu l'sichach. A large mat, plain, without any specific intent, is going to be fit for schach. Rebbe Leezer Savar, and Rebbe Leezer of the opinion, no, stan G'dayla, Nami L'shribah, the same way a small one is Mekabotom, because meant to lay down on, so too a large one. So, Rebbe Leezer over here is going to fit very well with the that we quoted, that giving Rebbe Leezer the more Mahmir opinion. saw so the shiva the Komar, but one second. According to what I just said, says her papa, according to me, why are these mats not allowed to be used as chach? Because you didn't intend it to be used as chach. What about stam? You can't use it. So then why in the Misha, do say, if it's made for lying down on, then it's a problem. Again, Repub is trying to explain that, it's, only a, that it's, it's always a problem unless you intend for chach. That's your Papa's approach. It's always a problem unless you intend for schach. But Rebbe didn't say that. Rebbe Lezer said, it's only a problem when you intend it for lying down on. It. So you know what he means, says Rebbe Papa? This is what Rebbe Lezer means. Stam nami ad da What he means is like this. When Rebbe Lezer says the Mishnah, when you make it for lying down, you have a problem and it's a cleat, what he means is you always assume that a large mat is meant for lying down on until you have direct intent for schach. So he's re, we'll call it, retranslating, reinterpreting Rebbe Leizer's opinion. Previously, we thought Rebbe Loz's opinion is only if it's made for lying down on. And now, what we're saying, Rebbe Loz's opinion is everything is automatically, by default, made for lying down on. Unless you specifically intend that it should be Maischach. And with that change, Taka, Rebbe Leezer is going to come out and be the more Machmir one. Okay. Period. End of uh, that uh, that attempted not attempted. We'll, we'll stick with Rebbe Papa's opinion right now as to what the uh, what the Tanakama and Rebbe L'yezer is, what the opinion is Rebbe Papa just to wrap this up, has been just, has just reinterpreted, rabbi Yezer. Instead of it being that you need to intend for lying down to be a problem, it's always automatically for lying down unless you intend otherwise. Period. Turn up. One of the rabbis <laughs> during social we writes smack dab in the middle of chafamirale You have a made out of shifa and gami. We had this earlier. These are. Uh, we'll call them grasses or twigs, branches made from different bushes. If it's a large mat, it's fine. You can use it as chach. Small mat, you cannot use it. What if it's made of conim? Reads, this um, chilas. Rashi says, is, um, is a wide plant that grows near the swamps. Okay? So then, if it's a big one, you're allowed to use it as chach. Same as shifa and gami. However, aruga, if it's woven, ain't mesachaba. Previously, by Shifa and Gami, you can't use it as chach if it's small. By konim and chilas, these wide branches that grow by the swamps, made out of those mats, if it's large also, okay? Okay? However, if it's, if it's woven, then you cannot use it as chach. Now, this seems to imply, even if it's a large mat, okay, a large woven mat seems to be a problem, okay, because now it's going to be made, it was c- commonly done this way for lying down. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yasi, Rabbi the son of Rabbi Yassi, said in the name of Rabbi Yassi, his father, Achazu, all types of these mats, Shifa, Gemi, Konim, Chilas, you can use them as Chach, V'chein Ahoyah Rabdaisa Emer And Rabdaisa Paskind like this as well Okay Now Keep in mind This whole conversation did not talk about At the end of the Brayson We didn't talk about small So it seems That specifically by the large mats That's where Rabbi Yaisi And Rabdaisa Were of the approach that whether it's Shifa, Gemi, Kanem, Chilas, all those large ones, even if they're woven, you're allowed to use them as Chach. Tanosim, we learned in a Mishnah elsewhere. Kolach etzalash metam tamemes. Oh, chatzalash. Or metame You know what are? Hold your horses. Coming right up. Teve Rebbe Daisa. This is the opinion of Rebbe Daisa. Medris. Okay? Their metame uh they're, the, the way they become tummy is with medris, with trampling when something goes over it. Okay. Now it seems medris in tume mesli. Okay, when it comes to tummy medris, that's that's uh, uh applies, but tummy mes Okay, because they're making some sort of uh, differentiation between the Metam and and then The It seems the Chum are coming to say Medris against tummy Mase, which, when we would read this, don't uh, does not necessarily seem for um, for uh, you know to be two opposite things. But what Medris is 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 when what does it mean to to trample on something? It means you go on top of it. You put your body weight on it. You put your body pressure on it. So if a person would. For example, um, uh, sit on something that was being supported by tuma. That's metame tume medris, right? Because that tame thing is helping uh, is helping support you. Okay. Medras in tame is that true? But not the If it's vitame tame medris, it's certainly mitame mes, because it's more machmir ema af medris. You're right. It's metame mace and medrus. So we still don't have clarity in the brayza, but what we're starting to clarify. Let's go back now to the Tanan Hasam, which is a new sugya. What we read is like this: Tanan Hasam, We have a mission over there. All chaytzalays, which we said we're going we have to hold our horses because that's the next step. What this is, but all chaytzalays are metame tame mace. and the chum say What we're explaining right now is when the chum say they mean. Yeah, metame, tamehames, and it's even mitame with simple measures. Even if a person puts their, you know, leans on this tumma, it's going to become, whatever, whatever's on it is going to become tummy. Okay, says the Gemara, fine. We got that halacha, but we don't know what you're talking about because, kol ha chaytsalais, metameh tamehames, all chaytsalais, excuse me, says the Gemara, my chaytsalais. What are these chatzalas that are metame, tame, mace and the chum are saying it's even metame tomei meis? What are these things? Omar Rababdimi barhamduri. Rababdimi barhamduri says, you know what it is? Marzuvu, marzuvli. Says the Gemariah still didn't help me, my marzuvli. What that? Omar Ah, you know what that is? Rashi. These are um, leather canteens that shepherds would use as pillows. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember my my mother's acharit bracha would, you know, when she some when her back was bothering her, sometimes she had me fill up this pouch. Of uh, I had to go to the urn and fill up the pouch with boiling hot water, close it up, gishmak, you know, and she had this little cover and she kept it under her back, while while she slept. Yeah, so they had you, this marzuvli, R these, they are these leather canteens that, um, that shepherds use. Shepherds use to put their head on if they wanted to take a nap. So these things are metame, uh, tome mace, and the chum say af Okay. says mamsh. No, it's not leather canteens. These are machzoles. What are machzales? We've had this over the past two daf uh, Mats, right? It's a mat. The and reishlakish is consistent with his own reason. Tiyomerishlakish, opinion that mezavle are mats is consistent with an opinion elsewhere. Tiyomerishlakish, reishlakish sells elsewhere. Very interesting Gemara. Listen to this: Hareni kaporas Reb Chia May I be a kapora for Reb and his sons meaning I accept any punishment that they are worthy of receiving some of us may be familiar with this expression in halacha and it stems from over here so let's get into this it's a very important expression Rishlakesh says <inaudible> I'll accept upon myself the kapara whatever it takes to give a kapara to them and his sons, I'll take that on myself. Originally, the Torah was forgotten from Israel. We'll explain what this means as well, too. Ezra went up from Bavel and was and established the Torah. And it went back and was forgotten. So Hillah went and reestablished it. Chazrav and Nistachel, it's forgotten again. Oh, Rav Chiyu Bana of Yisdua, Rav Chiyu and came and they were meyased. They established the Torah. <laughs> Bchein and similarly, Amar Rav Chiyu Bana, Rav Chiyu and his <laughs> sons said, "Le'nechur Rav Dais v'Chamim al Machzales Shel Usha." Rav Dais Macham do not argue over the types of mats from uh, Usha. They now turned to Amud Days. Shehain to Meyais. That, everybody agrees, the mats of Usha certainly are capable of becoming Tameh, meaning Rashi explains that these Usha mats were certainly made to lie down on. So if you ever find an Usha mat, you cannot use that as Chach. Veshel Tveria Hashem And a Tveria mat certainly is not made for laying down on, says Rashi Ka'shoi Zayn. They're very harsh, very uncomfortable, okay? So they would be permitted to be used as schach. So if they're not arguing about the usha mats, and they ain't arguing about the tveriya mats, alman Where's there a Al Other mats, okay. Meaning everything in between. The usha mats were very soft, certainly used for laying down on. The tveriya mats are very hard, certainly not. Everything in the middle ground, okay on the the kit's That as long as you have a type of mat where most people don't use it to lie on it could be used to lie on. But as long as most people this is a rash decision. Most people are not going to ultimately if you look at that thing and be like, "Oh, a hammock." No, they're going to look at that and say, uh, you know, okay. You know, uh, maybe uh, you know, I could uh, schlep my stuff across the floor on that or something." Right, it's, it's a good welcome mat. for in front of my house, so Kitzveria diamond is like Tiveria, and it's not capable of becoming coming Umarzav the of since there are a person can't technically go sit down on them, and some people will, even though it's not usual, some people will. Kideusha diamonds are like Usha, and um and so you see, Reish Lokech holds. That um, that will will view all these mats as if they are regular mats. That is Reish v'shitosu. Period. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us. All chitzalays are metame tame meis. Okay. Now, how did we just explain chitzalays? What are chitzalays? So we said it's a machlaikas, right? One opinion was. That it was uh, these leather canteens. And uh, Reish Lakish held that these were regular mats. Okay? So, mm-hmm. I have a tiny little bit of Reisha, Echinur Revdaisa, of held like Rabbi Yaisi, who says that it's going to be makabotoma me- I'm sorry, who says it's not going to be Makabotuma, me- Stam, a plain mat, and therefore it may be used as Chach. Okay? But uh, according to Reish Lakish, he seems to be following Rav Daisa, who says it will be makabel That's the Bahatanya. I Vehchein or Rav Daisa are makedavar. Rav Daisa can't hold like both opinions. He can't hold like Reish Lakish, uh, who says chayt are mats, and mats are makabel and also hold like like uh, uh, Reb Yaisi, who says that you could use it as chach. If it's makabel it can't be used as chach. You can't you can't have both. It's more like Kasha, Hadulis like Gaddafna, is like dafna. is the difference between the mats, some mats have a lip at the end, a rim, a lip, where it goes up. And therefore, if it has something at the end that goes up, that makes it a receptacle. And that makes it capable, and that makes it capable of holding. Thereby it's an automatic clee. It's an automatic vessel. It it can become tame and it cannot be shach. However, something without a rim, without a lip, is not a receptacle. Look, like, can you pour something on it? will either go right through or fall off the sides, and therefore, it's not a kli. It's not makabel and therefore, I may use it as chach. Okay. Meisvei, they asked a challenging question. is of sham gemi. And sfira, these these uh, these mats, uh I shouldn't say translate as as mats, right? That was one of them. But these chetzolays that are um, that are made out of sham and gemi, which we said are, are uh, um, plants that grow by the swamps, vishal sack or what we know as sackcloth, vishal sfira, or of uh, um, sfira is Rashi says um it's it's uh hair uh, hair that you pull off the the tail and the mane is it called the mane of a, a horse has a mane sus, yeah so the hair that you that you're cut off the the mane of the horse and the tail and uh you make a mat out of it and um you you make hysolles out of it. It could also be a canteen. That's why I'm staying away from the the mat. Even Now, it makes sense if you hold that the chaytsalay is this canteen bag. The de peri. So the canteen made out of these uh, swamp uh, branches of sham and gemi, so they could be used as grocery bags. el amar shal-sak Khazla goki And um, the, uh, the sak and gemi. Also, you're, you're able to carry things in it. Yeah, you're able to carry even, Rashi explains even smaller things, right? The first type of things you can carry, you know, you could, you could hold together your watermelons that they won't fall out. All right, fine. The other ones are, you know, the horses' hair and so on and so forth. If you weave it appropriately, it could even hold much smaller things. Okay, the example Rashi gives is smaller beans. It can hold beans. So certainly, these things, if it's a canteen, a sack, a bag, it makes sense that it's makabel tuma. According to Amar, it says are mats. So if it's made out of the hairs. So we, you could use them as curtains and sifters. gemi. But when it comes to sham and gemi, what usage do they have? What are you going to do? Well, I mean, what exactly? You make a flat mat made out of these, these uh, swamp-like things. What good is it? Says the Gemara. Chazu um, l'naz yasa it's fit for naziosa now what's naziosa so there's an interesting rashi here short rashi um rashi says um it's like three r- rashis for the, the parak one line the khaseis bahem gigis sha bahem so um I'm, the, the best way that we can envision this you know um on sometimes to, to cover over a pitcher or a jug, they lay out um, uh cling wrap, right? Cling wrap. Something bigger you might lay out, like a tarp, to cover it. So that's basically what we're saying. Is Yeah, granted, these mats aren't going to do much, but you know what you could do? You can use them as uh, you know, your, your wine vat cover. If, you're, if you have a barrel of wine, a vat of wine that needs to be covered... So at least these things will keep the bugs out. Something of that sort. And therefore, it has the status of a vessel. Okay. Period. Ikadamri. There are those who learn the conversation a little bit differently. If you say that they're mad. So, they're, they're able to cover over these wine barrels, these vats. And the other ones are fit to be curtains and sifters. But if you say it, they're canteens, we understand a canteen made out of the hair. So it's very, it's close together. It can hold something. Which are these thick branches of the swamp, from the plants of the swamp what good is a canteen made out of this stuff? Chazul of the peri. He says, I'll tell you, you could use it for a peri of holding together the larger fruits. Tani we learned to the b'raisa. Om Rav Hanania, Rabbi Hanania says, Kishir Adti when I went down to the Gayla, when I went down to golos yeah, so, Motsos the V'yom R'li Misachem B'budya. He told me, you're allowed to use B'udya as a as kosher schach. Okay? Now Rashi says, what's budya? It's a mat made for schach. He told me you're allowed to make, you're allowed to use schach mats. <speaking in Hebrew> I came to my uncle, Rabbi Shua. <speaking in Hebrew> he said, yeah, you can talk and do such a thing as you make a facchach <speaking in Hebrew> As long as it doesn't have a rim, because then it's a cleat, it has a receptacle, and it's a no go. Umar Ula says, Hani budyosa, the b'nei mechuzah, the budyosa, the mats of the people of Mechuzah, if not for their walls, which means if not for the rim, the lip around the edges going up, if it wouldn't have it, it would be permitted to be used as chach. it wouldn't have the status of a vessel, uh, but I guess they make them, and therefore they make them with rims, so you can't use them. Tanam Yolchi, Budya, the v'nei kir, Ain Mesachachin Sukkah, aloch. Sukkah, aloch. Sukkah. To everybody who finished the first parak of Mesaches Sukkah with us. Beautiful. And, uh, and everywhere around the world. All right, here we go. Next parak, parak based. Let's just uh, read through the Mishnah, begin the second parak, and Bez Hashem, you'll pick up from the Gemara to- tomorrow. All right, and we're familiar with this Mishnah. Here we go. A person is inside his kosher sukkah, but he sleeps underneath the bed. Now, we're not dealing with a bunk bed. We're dealing with an elevated single bed with legs. So you have a bed with legs. You're supposed to sleep where on top. But you're scared of the boogeyman under the bed. You're scared of the monsters. So how do you get rid of the monsters under the bed? You go sleep under the bed. Now there's no more room for the monster. All right. So I'm sleeping underneath my bed in the sukkah. Nishgit. You're sleeping under a bed, you're not sleeping underneath Shach. How high is the bed? We don't know. But that's the statement of the mission. Um, Amrev Yudah, Yudah says, and Let me tell you something. When I was a young yeshiva buchir, you know what we did? We had sukkus with the biggest gedail. And there wasn't enough room for us. So you know what we did? We slept under the beds. There's no bed for us. You sleep under the bed. And nobody had a problem with it. And therefore, it must be, you're allowed to sleep under beds. Amr of Shimon of Shimon says, There was a story with Tevi, the non-Jewish, but Talmud Chacham, scholarly, servant of Rabbi Gamliel. Tevi would sleep underneath a bed in the sukkah. Yomelahem Rehagaliyo Zekene Gamliel said to the Zakein, Rizim Tevi Yavdi, look at Tevi my servant, shehutam He knows what he's doing. Yedei HaShavadam in HaSukah. And you know why he's sleeping under the bed? Because he knows he doesn't have to sleep in the sukkah anyway. What do you infer from that statement? Under a bed is Nishgit. Right? It's not good. And from this story, at least Darkeinu means the derech, the approach that we're understanding the story with. It seems, if a person sleeps underneath a bed in the sukkah, he has not fulfilled his obligation. The Gemara is going to begin with an obvious question, and basically just to clarify for us, how high is this bed? Because we know if a bed is less than a certain height, it doesn't function as its own ohel. So then it becomes insignificant. And maybe I'm still considered underneath the sukkah. We'll pick up from here. Be'er tomorrow we will start the Gemara. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.